This is Hannah. This is Rachel. And this is What What I'd Like to Tell People. Hi, Rachel. Hi, Hannah. How is day 9,654 of quarantine? Oh, it's quite lovely. You know, I have a sleeping rabbit on my lap, so I can't complain there. It works. It's hard, you know, not being with people in person, but, you know, I am thankful for this technology that I get to still get to talk to you like every week. So. Yeah, it's, you know, it's really been about 54-ish days because we pre-record this, so it's Monday and this comes out on Thursday. And it depends on when you're listening to it. And it might be more days, all I know. <laughs> you might be listening to it, you know, it could be June and you're just now getting to this episode. I don't know. <laughs> Who knows? But it it's been a long time. It's been so long that I have forgotten what it feels like to be normal or what it used to be almost. Yeah. What is normal anymore too? Right. This is like our new normal, just hanging out on the couch, watching movies and Netflix. That's, I feel it's like where I work at my desk and then I like try to keep busy in my apartment, but there's only so much. Right. Yeah. I am hoping to get some flowers for my balcony soon because now uh, my mom always says after Mother's Day, you can start planting your flowers because hopefully there will be no more frost. I might wait another week, but the the garden center is open in my neighborhood, so and it's outdoors. So I think I might go venture there one day with my mask and every, you know, and get some that'll be good for you yeah because it'll make it'll make my balcony a lot better because right now it's kind of yeah well you like doing that type of stuff anyways plus it's it's you're living kind of too you're having that life yeah and that's what I do every summer at this time so it'll be exciting one year my friend Abby and I did it together and then I have some succulents from there so giving her a shout out because hopefully she's listening to this hopefully she's caught up on the episode but did your mom have a great mother's day she did. Uh, she, um, I had to go home to get medicine. So she said the best thing was to see me because she got to see me and we had, had a beef and barley soup and I got to hang out with them for a bit. And there you have it. So what about you? What did you guys do for it? Yeah, so none of us are close. My brother lives to my close to my parents, but he didn't go see them. So we all four FaceTimed. So my brother, we and myself, we FaceTimed with my mom and dad on Mother's Day. So we got to celebrate together for a little bit and be together, which is nice with the technology and, and you know, just talk like we're in person. So it's very nice to do. Well, that's really nice. Happy Mother's Day again to all those mothers. Yes. We hope everyone had a great Mother's Day because I know the day can be hard for a lot of people, you know, and so it's a day to kind of, I think, remember and as well as celebrate the women in your in your life. Exactly. That you've had in the past and, and now. So this episode, now that we've been, we got kind of sad, is telling people about pivoting during COVID-19. And we had Jennifer Matt Breeson come on. And she is a stylist of Tiny Closets with Tons of Style is her brand. And she does a time capsule for your closet. And she'll kind of talk about that a little bit in the episode. But one thing she wants to focus on, or the one thing that she does focus on, and you guys will hear, 
is how her and her husband have been able to pivot their non-essential businesses during this time to make them essential and make them profitable, which is a really cool story, and we hope you guys enjoy it. We are here with Jen Matt-Briesen, and I met her through bar class, which we are no longer doing because of COVID, but hi, Jen. Hi. And you are here to kind of talk about your businesses and how you've evolved it during this time of COVID-19. Oh, my. Yeah, that's there's there's not a clean end to this story because there isn't one yet. But I can tell you how my husband and I as entrepreneurs have tried to cope and spin our business to react to what we're all reacting to right now. So some background, I have a styling business. I'm an author. I wrote a book called Close the Deal, the guide for transformative personal style. It was published last year. I do capsule wardrobe consulting. I am a professional organizer. I reverse engineer women's closets and then we rebuild them using what we find during the purge process to create a forever wardrobe that really reflects their actual lives, really makes them feel great in their clothes, and is a lot smaller than it was when it started. That's so that's what I need. I'm sure my mom's listening and being like, my closet needs a complete capsule. Same here. My mom would be like, oh my gosh, have her over and get rid of everything. <laughs> so it's a, that's true. And those are two great, you know, thank you for, for validating that. Everybody needs it. And I'd started um, evolving my messaging to it's not closet organization, it's catharsis. And I really started using the word catharsis this year um, in 2020 as I was trying to create new content and implore people to it's about less is more like. Right. And so going into what just happened or what's happening right now, I was I had already been been talking about less is more. I've been talking about capsule wardrobes, the idea that you don't need all the clothes to be very, very stylish. You just need the right clothes. And I create a business around it, created a business around it. I do a lot of television segments. I have a blog. Um, I have both Internet virtual clients and then women in Washington, D.C., that I help with their closets and then I help dress them and help cement their personal style. Right. So going into March of this year, I had some really strong events lined up. I had some great projects I was working on. It's feeling good. My husband is an entrepreneur as well. He's a caterer. He owns a catering company and he's done many different things over the past 12 years. But at that point, this point, this year, going into spring 2020, he had really niched out his business to to a line of pickled vegetables that he sells at farmer's markets and box lunches that he provided to student tour groups visiting Washington, D.C. in spring. So we're going into March and this chatter, what was then chatter about coronavirus starts really, you know, I, I start I start realizing that this could be a problem for for his business, especially because at this point, it's a 85 at least percent hinge on student tour travel. And we have children in the Fairfax County Public Schools. So we're getting these emails that were and at the bottom of every email, there was just this line about student travel. Well, the day came March 14th, 15th. I don't remember the day. And within a few days, my husband had lost his entire book of business, right? So it's really cute to be a closet organizer or a stylist. And I don't do poorly. I'm good at it. But it was my husband's business that really was allowing me to build my own business, right? Because I was still in startup. 
And when everything went away, like literally on March 15th, it all, the, it all, about, yeah. boom, in a week, you know, a whole year of business was, was canceled. And then after that, they closed the farmer's market. So we couldn't even make the pickles, no pickles, no box lunches. And we, you know, what did we do? We panicked and then we pivoted. And with a, within a few days, three days, really, it's happened on a Tuesday. On Wednesday, I got them to pause my mortgage. We, I had to get my husband in the right place. By Sunday night, I sat down at 2 p.m. on Sunday afternoon, and then at 9 p.m. that night, we launched Community Crunch, three plus one meal delivery service, three meals, fully prepared, family style, four to six servings, or two to three um, for your family, and then one meal for someone who needs it. So we've been donating this the fourth meal to both. We have a list of families in the area that we bring meals to every week. And for the past two weeks, we've been donating the rest of it to healthcare workers. Um, on Easter weekend, we did Innova Fairfax. And then last weekend, we did Rest in Hospital. So what have I learned? I don't know. I mean, it's generating income. I, I, I feel, you know, my business that I had put so much of my ego, it's so like a based on me as a brand and style and closets. So important. Like everybody needs this help, but it's not essential, right? So that I had an existential crisis about that on the side of my car when I, when that all sunk in. And then we just had to like just, we just had to move on. We just had to recognize what the opportunity was. My husband's industry is one of the few that are allowed to operate right now. He has a commercial kitchen. He's been preparing food food for his entire adult life. I'm like, we just need to make this work. And we launched five weeks ago. It feels like five months ago. You usually watch your business grow month over month. We're like watching ours grow and dip and grow week over week. It's an emotional roller coaster. We have two children that we're supposed to be homeschooling. And I'm make, I'm still making content every day around closets and I have an ebook that's a digital product. I have online courses for my closet stuff and I'm promoting those. It's just, you know, business isn't what it was. And we're right there with everybody else trying to figure out what it looks like when it's over. Because if they push stop right now, travel's not coming back over light. You know, like it's going to take a long time to rebuild. It's going to take a long time to, 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 I don't even know. But what I've learned is that you have to adapt and you have to pivot and you have to think very deeply about what you're put on this planet to do and then find a way to do it. And I guess we're just going to have, we'll worry about the economy later. Well, there's a reason for everything. That's what I always like try to tell myself. And in the moment, like there's, there's some reason for this to happen. And maybe you were just meant to do what you're doing now and you're helping others by doing it. That's exactly giving yourself like even something to push yourself to besides having other. It's, you know, and it's true. It is true. And I'm grateful for so much, so many of things like I've in my whole process of writing my blog and making a website, promoting myself, writing a book, social media, all the things that I learned both from my former life as a brand manager and my tiny closet, tons of style life as a brand, I was able to apply very practically to Community Crunch because before this, Matt had no marketing at all. Like literally the last thing on his Instagram was us in a lake in Idaho two summers ago. And like, cause he, he's just not a marketer and we fight. So like, we're not great at working together. So we've tried how to learn how to do that too. But anyway, I took all that stuff and I was able to make community crunch a brand 
like overnight, you know, and now it's your energy for that. All that energy. You know, the one thing I do know is that my husband makes great food. It's one of the reasons that I married him. (laughs) I mean, and we're week by week, we're figuring out the best way to deliver it, the best way to present it. And the food supply chain is not, you can't count on anything. Like you can't count on your packaging. You can't pick packaging and stick to it. You can only use what they have. Like we're just, there's, it's like a video game. Like you're trying to make it work and like, boom, here you go. Sorry. There's no, you know, recyclable clamshells this week. There's no cheap. (laughs) You know? It's like, oh, yeah, you built this great website on Squarespace, and it looks great on the front end, but the back end sucks for meal delivery. Like, I'm, like, doing all these. It's keeping me busy, you know? So what have I learned? What do I want you to know? I want you to know that we're adaptable. But you know what? If you're not like me, because I'm kind of crazy, and this drives me crazy, like, thinking the way that I do half the time, it's also okay to be grieving our old lives at the same time. It's okay to feel any way that you feel right now. Yeah, and everyone, I there was a quote or, like, another podcast, and everyone is grieving something. Everyone Mm -hmm. is kind of going through something and you shouldn't compare it, but you should also take the time to grieve yourself and grieve. It's time. And so just to, 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 you know, to close it up, I, you know, when it's so funny how fast this has happened and how we've both adapted our perception of it and our reaction to it, what we thought was, you know, mania, then turn real, then you're wearing masks. Now you're doing this, da, 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 da. You know, something that I was of the camp going in that, you know, you need to use this time to do something productive because that's how I self-soothe is by to try to keep on creating, creating, creating. That's not how everybody is. Right. And now on this end of it, it's okay if you've had to grieve. It's okay if you haven't like done this. It's fine. You know, this is the way I try to cope. But the one thing I do want to impart that I have done every single day and it does honor my tiny closet brand is I have gotten dressed and put it on an outfit and I done my mostly because I have to be on camera. I do on camera, but I do my makeup. I don't do my hair. I put my hair in a ponytail. I don't care. But I've gotten dressed and getting dressed helps you show up. Well, that's what I do too. I actually make sure every day I do my bangs. I do, you know, my hair and then I get dressed and then I'm like, okay, I feel put together. And even if it's some small task, like something so small, at least I accomplished that one thing on top of another task. And exactly. And I feel somewhat normal. <laughs> so like going back to like my primary brand, which is, you know, it's not styling. It's not like fashion. You have to buy all the trends. I thought that the fashion industry needed a correction for years. And we can have a whole podcast on this. This is going to correct the fashion industry. Fashion industry, God bless you. God bless you, Christian. I love you. But as a whole is one of the major, I'm not going to say polluters, but the fashion industry drains the ecosystem of this planet. The arteries of this planet are choking on the waste that is created by mass production. Well, and people think they need new stuff. And I even have a hard time wearing 
old things or something used. It's like, oh, I have to have the new thing. Yeah, you just yeah, like Jane Fonda is great. She's actually only re-wearing all her old stuff. Like, well, that's what I did last year. year. I did wear, I, all of 2019, I said, wear what you have. So I was like a year early for this. But my right, point is now we'll have to. Brand a little bit that uh, uh, maybe it's just on pause. It doesn't feel essential anymore, but I am getting dressed and I'm still talking about the importance of getting dressed. And I'm still talking about the fact that you do not need all the things that your pretty little head is telling you that you need. You're being programmed. You're being programmed by the influence. Thank you for telling me this. I get well, high though when I go shopping. I'm not gonna lie. If I'm like upset, I have a problem that I live in Mosaic. I'm gonna walk down to all the boutiques, and if it says sell, I'm gonna buy it, and that's my problem. It's well, not just your problem, my friend. It's the problem of every woman on the <laughs> planet. But this culture, our American culture, we were bred the past 20 years, generations, 30 years, to women that style means. Carrie Bradshaw, I love Carrie Bradshaw. Style means Same. clueless, you know, her that closet like that was on. Well, it's like I have a big closet. I'm somebody. I think right. that's like all about status. Well, even since the early 1900s, when they had a few of like the pinup girls too and stuff, they would advertise and advertise. This is what she wore as a lipstick. This is what she wore as a dress. And then they continued doing that and putting it in our brain. The pink is now awesome. Like women wear pink, and that's as soon as what's her name? Uh, who was it? The president, uh, one president's uh, wife, wore that beautiful pink gown, and that became the color of 1950. Right. <laughs> so everything so, got influenced. And I love fashion, but my point that I was going back to what keeps me relevant right now when everything, when you're really, really realizing what's essential, is that. We still have to get dressed like we functionally need to cover our naked bodies, right? The way that we, the clothes that we put on our bodies affect how we feel about ourselves and that affects how we feel about our day. My goal in life in all of my styling endeavors is to prove that if you can figure out the clothes that actually reflect what you do most of the time, figure out how to create a formula around a base layer, like a jeans and a top, bottom and a top, da-da-da-da, that, that makes you feel good in it, then you just need a few things to put on top and some accessories to put around it. And you don't need all of the things. And you can get really creative with a really small amount of clothes. My whole rack is 35 garments. I think this spring I've made more outfits than I ever have, mostly because... I mean, they don't have to hold up to a full day, so I can put all these different... It's been really fun, and it has been my therapeutic, and I'm saying my one of my creative therapeutic practices that's helped me feel grounded during this very, very uh, unsettling, destabilizing time, because there's nothing... Can't count on anything you hear. You can't count. Like, we don't even know what's going on. But what do I want to tell people? Get dressed and go buy Community Crunch 3.1 meal kit if you live in Fairfax County, Virginia. Yeah, and we can include the link in the description of the podcast and the one we share. So everybody will have access to go there and be able to buy it. Thank you. So I know that was more than five minutes. Well, no, we actually have the first part's 20 minutes, so you still have more time. And then it's the five minutes. Oh, we haven't done the five minutes yet. I thought that's what I was doing. No, oh. no, no. We still have a few more minutes. Um, okay. So we just ask you questions. And okay, then perfect. 
have you thought about writing a book or another book and kind of featuring these things or is it too soon? You know, it's never too soon to keep on projecting like what your future looks like. Right. I always, yeah. I always assumed I would write a new book. Um, that's great. Let me write it down. Write a new book. Cause I think books about are, are essential. Books right. are definitely essential, and you could tell the, everyone, just like you're telling everyone right now, how what COVID is doing, and even what what the future is like after this, too. Right. I don't, you know, writing a new book, surviving with your children, you know. So uh, one of the big takeaways that I've had is I've had a lot, not a lot, but like what I did for Community Crunch for my husband, and what I've done for my own brands. And what I've done for the Cebu brand, the hair care brand that I used, that I created, basically. And I do it for other brands, too. So I've done it, you know, my one of my one of my clients, actually, she has a nonprofit staffing agency. She created, it's called Kids Coach, and it's online homeschooling. And she called me, she's like, can you make this happen? And I made her a website and like an identity in like two days. And now she's generating revenue doing that. I did an Instagram class for another one of my clients who has a therapeutic practice based in Falls Church to 25 therapists about how to brand themselves, how to use Instagram correctly as a therapist. And I did that last week. Um, I'm still, I'm a marketer, right? I'm a brand expert. And that is essential. So advertising is always going to be essential because that was my degree was advertising. And that's what they kind of teach you. It's like you'll always have a need even whenever, like you always have to market to people. Even when there's nothing. So how has it been with your kids? So you have, you had to do homeschooling and things like that or? No, it's been hard, but it's also been it's also been amazing. I'm not going to say amazing because it's been hard, very hard. And it is amazing, but I'm not ready to like go there yet. I'm like not at the point of my emotional journey with this to be like, it was an amazing experience. I can watch everyone posts. They're like, this is great. We're spending time with my family. I can see how on the other end of it, we will look back when they're grown on it. And because there are amazing things that happen every day. We have a beautiful park, Loria Park, in the back of our neighborhood that has a stream and a creek. And Fairfax County has a beautiful park system, and it is beautiful right now. And we've been spending a lot of time outside. And, you know, there's been beautiful moments in in the in the stress and in the chaos and in the emotional um, metamorphosis that we're going through as a family. There's been beautiful moments of, of understanding and we know each other. I mean, I know my children better now than I used, than I knew them before. Um, but right now I'm still like in the height of, it's just so much. It's like one day at a time. That's something right. my dad always I can, see, I can see for them, like watching them, they're at the five and eight. I can see how they're going to remember this spring forever. You know, I can see how what's happening right now is going to be the pivotal shaping event of their life. Yeah. You know, and that's, you can go deep on that too. That's a amazing thing. Like we, I'm very spiritual. I, I, I 
I'm tapping into my deep faith and I don't know what my deep faith is in, but I know what it's in, but I know, I don't know what it, what, you know, who's, what it's going to happen, but I have faith. It's going to be okay. I, it's going to take a lot of stuff to get there. But so from a spiritual standpoint, I think it's, it's actually, we picked to be here right now and that we are here right now for a reason and we, the, and what we choose to do with this time, no pressure. It doesn't mean you have to start a business, but maybe that's internal growth. Maybe that's getting really comfortable with your ugly self because we all have it. Really getting really comfortable with your ego because that's the first part that had to be sacrificed for this for me. Like the ego of the, the thing, the person that I'm trying to make a thing. Right. So it's like if you can step out of that, then there I don't know what the answer is, but I know that that's where the growth is. I, I know. And I'm continuing to try to do that every day. But like every day I'm like up here, down here and over here. It's like some moments I feel this great joy sometimes. And then sometimes I'm just like, you know, it's all over the place. But I know that it's happening. seems like a great time to pause and tell everyone to subscribe so they will be notified of our next episode. It isn't like you have anything else to do, right? Exactly. Make sure to like us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and LinkedIn. Stay healthy, everyone. And now back to our show. Now, Jen, this is the time you get to tell people what you would like to tell them. I would like to tell people that Right now, nobody knows up from down that it's fine to feel super confused, super elated, super depressed, super confused again, and then like this spot of joy, and then spend the whole next day grieving. All that is fine because no, nobody knows what's happening, but what you really need to find a way to tap into is like underneath all of the fear underneath all the concerns for who you thought you were and what you thought that you did. Like, why are you here? Like what is underneath all of that? And, and, and that's, that's where the answer is because I feel very strongly the answer about right now is not the economy. It's not the COVID virus. It's not politics. It's not the structures around us. It's like, who are we when all of that is dissolved? And you need to find a way to be proud of that person. And if you are sitting in a space of anger, a space that is far more, um, you know, anger hurts, like anxiety hurts. It physically hurts to, to cry that hard and to worry that hard and to, to throw those emotions so hard, the negative ones. So if you're in that space, recognize it and recognize you got to get under it to get around this, right? Because what I've learned from, you know, losing, you know, losing, I don't know, pausing my core business, losing what I thought was our inalienable right to um, income this year, and then having to turn it around to try to, you know, to just to make some money in the process, because that's what we do. What I've learned in all of that is really what's essential and essential. I mean, food is essential, so that's great. I've also learned that everything 
but what's not essential? Like the excess is not essential. It's not, I mean, I miss my eyelashes so much, but my eyelash extensions, but I guess those are not, what's essential? Like, then forget about the things, like what's essential in your heart. And if you were unhappy before this with what you were doing or what you're creating or how you were living your life, then I don't know what to tell you to make you happy, but recognize that you weren't and recognize that this is the time because I recognize I was I was fundamentally fulfilled with the creative endeavors. I have fear about income. I have fear. And that's part of being an entrepreneur. You know, part of being an entrepreneur is getting really comfortable with discomfort when it comes to like revenue stream. So that never really goes away. No matter how big that you get, it's still here. It was here before. But when I strip that part away from it, I'm still doing what. I wanted to do when I was a little person, which was to inspire people with outfits. And I'm doing that. Maybe it's not, you know, maybe it's this, maybe it's not. But getting dressed every day, making my content, making my my community laugh, talking about it with them, while my children come in and scream in the background, you know, that's grounding me. It's giving me the ability to be real and to like, I don't know, to set an example for my kids of, of a routine. And then all the stuff that I taught myself about how to business build this business and how to create a brand and how to do social media, all of like the technical things that I taught myself and I learned on this road and I was able to apply to my husband's business so quickly Right. Whatever the revenue story ends up being, if I can, if you can, if we can all strip that away, are these things, are they articulating who you are at your core? Are you doing the thing that you were put here to do? I am. I am doing that. I don't know how I'm doing it. And my husband is doing it and we're doing it in an entrepreneurial capacity. What it looks like from, you know, profitability long term, if I, that's the part we all get hung up on. We're getting hung up on this part that I'm getting hung up on is because like, I'm realizing, even as I'm talking right now, that I judge myself on the amount of, of sales I can make. I judge myself on how many conversions, how many hits, how many times somebody buys something from me. And yeah, when you're, when you're in business, it's kind of how you have to judge yourself. But if you can strip that away, are you doing the thing that brings even if it doesn't bring all the joy yet, is it sparking? Is it a seed? Is it growing? If you can take the money away, then is it keeping your heart beating and inspired? So I don't know what the end goal, what it looks like in the end, but I know that I'm doing that thing. You're very inspiring. And I hope that other people take a listen during these hard times and really look at themselves and figure out what gives them joy. You really are. I even wrote down... The uh, what is essential in your heart. I'm definitely using that quote. Like that really is something I'm going to keep reading. Thank you. And thank you. You just, val you know, you're validating it for me. Like I don't have, I mean, I know this is on Skype and whatever. I don't have my full look on right now. And, but I don't, that is, nobody even cares about that. Right. But I, this is when I get that reaction. I do get that reaction a lot not necessarily with my own children or my own husband. They're like, just stop it. But with my community, I, I just want to inspire people. I just want to be real and be authentic and also at the same time be moving forward creatively. And you really are. 
you really are for me right now. Like I'm already inspired to try to email you right now to talk about my business. So you know, that's what I'm going to do. (laughs) And also connect with the people around you. Like we connected in class. You know, I have a big, I talk a lot. And so sometimes if the class isn't ready for me, right. But I'm glad we connected. I'm glad that we're here right now. I was so happy to hear about this project that you have because it's wonderful. And you're helping people too. You're giving people a voice. Yeah, we hope to. And hopefully we can keep going. And I feel like we, with Skype has really helped us keep this going. It really has. (laughs) And my friends even ask about if we have a new episode coming out too. And if our podcast is going. And they said it's been helping. So it's nice to hear that too, even during this tough time. And yeah, but in even like you, as a content creator in the beginning, like, you just can't think about the audience. You just need to put out content. And the more that you put out content, the better you refine it. And you refine your message and you refine your delivery systems and you refine the tools that you use and it becomes better and better. And then along the way, if it's consistent, if it's authentic to what you want to put out there, if it's adding value, then your audience will grow with you, mm-hmm. right? They'll follow you. But your job right now is to do it is it once a week? I don't know. Is it yeah. whatever it is? Do it. This is your thing. And we've been working on the social media, so that's why I also want to talk to you. <laughs> sure. I'd love to help. Well, thank you so much thank for coming you. on. I can't wait until we can do bar class again and be somewhat in a routine. Me too. Me too. Me too. Um, and I thank you guys. Thank you for having me here. I can't wait to hear from both of you and I will do, I will definitely share it on all of my channels. Yes, please do. And we'll start sharing yours too. We'll definitely share yours and I'm going to like your page right now. (laughs) All right. Thanks guys. All right. Thank you so much. You too. Bye. What did you think about this episode, Hannah? I really liked it. I think it's awesome to see that people can still make money during this time when you are deemed non-essential and that can be kind of, you know, a showstopper for many. But I feel like Jen has really taken it and her husband and ran with it and made something really great with the community crush. And I hope everyone you know, looks at the links in our description of this episode, you know, learns about her Tiny Closets Tens of Style business as well as Community Crush. And I feel like she's crushing it right now, even though she's just showing how versatile she is and how she can just take something and make it profitable. You summed it up really well. That's how I feel, too. Exactly. I feel... Take the time, even if it doesn't become profitable, like try to become essential in some way to yourself or your family or your friends and community, even if it doesn't like, you know, last the whole time, at least, you know, you helped in somewhat and you're, you know, pushing yourself to try new things too. Right. And this is the mental awareness month. And I feel like a lot of times you might not feel essential in many ways. And this is a time for us to focus on our mental health, especially since we are quarantined and we're losing focus of who we were or what we were before. And I think Jen kind of says that at the end, it's like, what are we going to be after this? Like, who are we going to be after all this is over? And we really need to, you know, kind of 
focus on ourselves and figure out who we are after all of this and who do we want to be as human beings. And that's a great way to look at it with, um, you have to focus on who you are, who you want to be and not focus on, well, I can't do this anymore. I can't do that. You have to say, well, what can I do? What, who am I in a good way? Like, how can I get there, et cetera, for yourself and know that in the end it, it's you and you have to try to learn to love yourself and try to make sure you're there for you too. So yeah. So we hope you guys have a great week, another week in quarantine, another week to just focus on yourself and, you know, enjoy what you have right now. Yeah. What you have right now and just be happy, you know, that you have yourself even that's all you can do. Yeah, exactly. All right. I'll talk to you next week. Bye. And this was what I'd like to tell people.